hello and welcome to another episode of Jaded HR, a podcast with two former co-workers who like to talk about human resources in their spare time. I'm Patrick Consilis. And I'm Warren Workman. Well, you know, I, I just wanted to elaborate on that. You know, we don't just want to talk about HR. We want to talk about the stuff that makes you cringe, the stuff that makes you laugh, the stuff that makes you think that, wow, this is this is crazy. And so only things that other HR professionals can uh commiserate with us on and uh uh so just want to go into that a little bit but uh, i did have the question for you patrick about uh if you have a story or an instance where you knew you went from the uh, idealist type of hr person to a jaded hr person yeah i think i was trying to think of a few stories of being jaded and i don't know if i've have i told the story of the first time that i got not really written up but kind of a warning for yelling at an employee Oh, I don't know this one. I don't know if I've already... We've only done a few podcasts, but I feel like this story... I always think about this story when it comes to my like worst customer service HR moment. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll just go for it anyway. If you've already heard it, then you'll just get to hear it again. I was doing a call. It was, it was a couple employers back, and this employee really wanted a thousand copies of pay stubs for some kind of... For some reason, I don't know. I, I didn't really get into it too much. But I was trying with the HRIS platform we use was very comprehensive, great self-serve options. The employee was able to, all employees are able to download as many payslips as they want. Um, but this employee was just not having any of it, would not go through any of the steps I was trying to explain. And I ended up saying the words, I'm going to do this for you, but I'm not going to like it. <laughs> and that might have been the, the turning point for me where I just became so jaded because I realized how not even stupid, just these people were not willing to do anything themselves. They just, they were so used to having their hand held and they, the HR department, I guess maybe in the past or just set a precedent that we're going to do these things for you, even though we have all these great self-serve options. I think that was kind of one of my moments of, man, I'm not a good people person. That's why I need to just focus on HRIS and get out of this hellhole of employee relations. And (laughs) although honestly, I never really got out of it. No. Kind of always there, but it's always yeah, there that, to a certain that, extent. That might be my turning point was finally just saying what I say, saying what I really wanted to say when I really shouldn't have. You got to keep that HR poker face, but I it's didn't. tough. Well, I, like I said, I I told you a little while ago. I used your stare and blink method on uh, somebody not related to HR, but uh, related to another instance that they just I couldn't believe what they'd said, and I just oh my gosh, gave the stare and blink. Well, for me, I actually uh, the other day spent a little bit of time thinking when did when did I go from that idealistic uh, HR person to a jaded HR person? And you know, the first uh, two or three years of my career, I was doing third party recruiting. And as a third party recruiter, you get screwed a lot. You get screwed by candidates. You get screwed by uh, your clients. You just but that never that never jaded me. You know, I I kept it in tone. Oh, ha ha ha. You know, and it didn't really get to me. But I got my first uh, corporate recruiting job, and uh, initially I was still unjaded there, but. The, the company had some things going on, which basically led to within a year, I was the second most senior employee in the HR department. So there was a lot of turnover going there. Yeah. Uh, Been there too. Yeah. And uh, on top of that, when sort of the, the uh, axes were falling, and I, I took this personally a little bit, but uh, my supervisor, who was actually became my friend over that year, I was outside of the C-level person's office 
and they just terminated my supervisor and friend, and I basically knew as soon as she walked out what had happened, and then I go in, and I'm thinking, oh my God, here's my turn. But I really think that they did it that way to send a message to me to get me to, you know, straighten up and follow the line, but that sort of did more of the opposite towards me. Uh, Yeah, you got to (laughs) rebel. Yeah, exactly. And over the four or five years I was there, I had at least six or seven different supervisors. I didn't really, or not supervisors, HR directors, HR managers. Uh, I didn't report to the director or manager. I reported to a a partner in the company or a group of partners of the recruiting committee. Uh, So I was sort of a a dotted line to the HR director manager, but not directly. And over that time frame, I had so many different managers come and go. And I got to the point where I was just thinking, oh, I'll outlast this person too. And I'll outlast this person. And we had some good people there uh, that came and through, came and went through the doors. One uh, was uh, a HR consultant who I actually knew, and they made him interim HR director, and he, they kept him on the interim status for so long uh, that he went elsewhere. I mean, he, he was probably interim for over six months. They kept promising him without delivering. Uh, so that, that happened. And I had another, which was going to be really good for my career. We gelled really well, but he did not, he and the uh, one of the C-suite people did not get along, so he did, his time was uh, limited. Uh, and actually, one of my managers, uh, HR managers there, she was about my age, and I'm in my early 20s at this point. Uh, and I was a little jealous because, uh, you know, she's my age and she's uh, the HR manager. Uh, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to be able what to. What am I doing with my life? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, they had a, you know, I, I'll nickname this person the uh, toxic weasel. Uh, the only other person who was there longer than me after just about a, a year. Uh, and she was just always in problems. But I might have told you this story. When we, uh, my company, we moved locations. And when we moved locations, there was not enough office space for all the HR people in one area. So somebody had to volunteer to go and uh, sit with the IT folks. And as soon as they said that, my hand shot up like a rocket. I was like, <laughs> nope, I'm, I, I went over there. Nobody had a problem with me going over to that, uh, you know, working it off on my own in that wing. And it was, it was you know, that was probably the best thing that happened to me while I was there. But, it, you know, I, I think just getting to the point where I was realizing my, my mindset was I will outlast whoever comes in around me that really made me uh jaded and also having to work with this uh toxic weasel on a day in day out basis i didn't we didn't interact directly too much but occasionally we did and uh uh but the toxic weasel will be uh somebody who will come up again and again in some of my stories you know that i think that's really when i became jaded not because of external things because of internal things yeah, and I think on that note as well, and the, the more I think about my story, it, it's not even a one, yeah, it's not even like this a this happened kind of story. It's, for me, it was also the culture. Once right. we established this very specific team at my last job that we all, you know, we still talk because we were such a close-knit group, and the director that came in really kind of established that rapport of, Within the walls of HR, you guys can be as crass and dirty and <laughs> whatever you say, whatever you want, as long as it stays within HR and you're still develop, you know, you're still giving that world class customer support that that she expects out of you in HR. But you can come in her office and say whatever the hell you want and mm-hmm. vent and and I think that once that happened, that really was my first time where I was able just to 
have that jaded mindset as a survival tool of let me come in here, shoot the shit for a few minutes, tell you about this idiot I just talked to, and then we'll just go back and keep delivering that world-class service that you know our employees expect of us. And I think that's a big part of it too is just does the culture and the team and the fit you have, like you and I had, we had that Great that team. same thing. It was this amazing team where we could say whatever we want, we could make each other laugh, we could use all these dumb, idiotic things that were happening around us to keep the morale high and keep the team going and that was really that that team building experiences was that we've we'll keep we'll keep saying it before jaded hr is a survival tool for the hr world it is a survival tool that getting both the mindset and our podcast absolutely (laughs) uh but i think that having that type of environment where that is expected it's a release valve you can't build up so much pressure and you need to have somebody who allows you to vent and allows you to release in that way so that you can remain healthy because you you cannot take this on and on and on without giving that release valve uh and uh yes that's absolutely what this podcast is for so you have uh awesome stories which i know you do uh please send them to us people uh our email address is feedback at jadedhr.com uh, you can hit us on all your social medias and direct message us. We won't use names or company names or anything like that. Keep you keep you as anonymous as possible, but we've got the best stories, SHR people do. Absolutely. And I think on that, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump into one of my segments. Please. Um, just as we talked about you know, needing that release valve, need, needing that survival tool, and we are kind of in a weird climate right now where HR is always stressful. HR always has to deal with employee relations and we have to deal with terminating people and you know sometimes we're terminating people for good reasons but sometimes we have to terminate or lay off people for bad reasons and that's still something Mm -hmm. that's part of the gig it's something you have to do but it it sucks and then let's say you have to lay off 20 people you know you don't want to just do a group layoff you want to talk to these individuals one-on-one and let them know what's going on and you know they didn't do anything wrong they're just doing their job but circumstances are happening so hr really is a there's a lot of stressful jobs out there, but HR is a stressful job. So you do need that release and that vent and that ability, to, that coping mechanism, if you will, for, for being jaded. So I was going through the, the human resources subreddit today and just kind of seeing what was out there. And, you know, we're, we're not going to have a, another pandemic episode, but there is a mm-hmm. pandemic going on and it is kind of shaping the course of HR as we know it. Potentially, there could be a lot of changes. Um, we'll talk about that. A little bit later too but this was actually an inquiry this um, person got an HR assistant job and she was kind of talking about how just the job in general wasn't for her it wasn't a good cultural fit didn't seem like things were working out she really wasn't she was doing more than the job description claim she was doing and talking about how she wanted to potentially quit and kind of asking the HR world for advice on should she quit and it kind of just I don't really care about her particular situation but it is it's scary right now where we're shifting towards, and I guess my, there was more of the comments that I was interested in, and they were kind of saying, no, you don't want to quit right now because we're going to have, we could potentially be seeing a shift in HR to, it's going to be really competitive. Our company's going to be not needing HR as much. Do you feel like with working from home and companies seeing, if companies are consistently still getting all their work done with all these people working from home are, are we seeing a shift in needing less hr on site less hr interactions i guess a lot of these people are kind of thinking don't quit your job because an hr assistant job you might be competing with senior hrs for entry level jobs in the coming months or True. years depending on what happens with all this um 
kind of taking off my jaded HR hat a little bit, but it's kind of just a question of, and maybe we can just go and jump into it, but what happens or what changes do you see coming to HR with the current crisis going on? Uh, We've already talked about the work from home experiment and kind of all these other things going on. You know, there's a lot of, you know, attendance policies are probably being kind of lackadaisical work from home. There's a lot of liberal policies going on right now and kind of letting those things stretch to meet the needs. And if companies are seeing still consistent operations, is there any reason to go back to the old ways if we're still able to do everything like we can now? Yeah, you know, I've I've really been thinking about that myself. What is going to happen? Now, I've never been in the luxurious position of being in an overstaffed HR department. Uh, Anywhere I've been, HR, you, you know, it might get up to adequate, but never overstaffed. And that's one thing that I uh, sort of got jaded when recently retaking the SPA, uh, no, excuse me, the SHRM SCP exam, you know, they have all these huge departments. They make you think that you have, uh, you know, every company's a Google with 10,000 employees and you have 20 to one ratios or something crazy like that. Yeah. It's, it doesn't, the world doesn't work like that. But uh, uh, if you're in an overstaffed HR department, then you may be uh, uh, in a situation where you, you could have some, uh, you could potentially be in danger. This time, I really wouldn't quit uh, a job, if even if I really didn't like it, unless it's just unbearable. I think you need to sort of weather out the storm, see what comes out on the other side. I mean, yeah, keep your feelers out, see what's going on, but don't, don't be ready to jump ship at this early time. Do you see any shift to, I guess, the need for HR with what's going on right now? I mean, there's still a lot of people that are going into offices and working, but there are some HR departments that are fully and working from home. Correct. Um, And I know there are a lot of policies that have been kind of lifted for, like, work from home arrangements that never happen are now, that's all you can do, and people are still getting the work done. So if you say that productivity stays consistent, you know, is HR going to have to explain why there's extra sick leave that the company can all of a sudden give you without skipping a beat? You know, work from home arrangements, tenants policies, all these things that they're being so liberal with. Why can't we just have those all the time? I, I think that might be what's coming out the other end of the uh, the coronavirus uh, dilemma here. Maybe some employers are going to say, hey, this works out for me. People are doing well when they're you know working from home. Maybe we'll have less employee relations issues as an HR person, so I'm not going to get involved with you and your kid or spouse getting in a, a spat at work. You know, <laughs> it, most of the, the spats that HR gets involved with or I've been involved with are with fellow coworkers over something that, you know, they're doing something to them at the time, not, you know, an email or something you're doing remotely to them, you know. So, you know, maybe that would be the only thing I could see taking away from HR. But then again, we still have to, you know, help monitor and track and see what's going on with people. Uh, you know, there'll be still other issues that need to be done, uh, answering productivity and training and the, all the administrative functions of HR, too. They're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, that's true. It might just be maybe more of a shift in what, what do we actually do? Maybe we're more specialized. You know, we're not trying to get into like a best practice of HR and kind of thing. But I do think it's just interesting right now that the world is changing and how we do business is changing, how HR functions is, is changing. You know, how can we do, I guess you can do a lot of the face-to-face employee relations stuff via Zoom or via phone right. calls and that stuff. But there's so many things that we do have to usually do in the office and Luckily, my current employer, we do a lot of remote onboarding and all that stuff anyway, so there's already processes in place for a lot of this remote work. 
and we can get everything done we need to. It's just gonna be it's gonna be an interesting couple of uh, weeks and months and it is it is to really see what the shift in the industry is gonna be. And uh, everywhere, it's not it, it's not just HR. It's just a little bit of everything oh, yeah. is going to be going on. You know, where I work, we have both people who can work from home, and then we have technicians who are hands-on and can't necessarily, you know, we can't bring the equipment to their home uh, yeah. and things like that. So uh, it, it is going to be really interesting. But, yeah, I don't. I would be hesitant to quit in amidst this uh, climate unless it was just really oh, yeah. awful. Yeah, you see, there's a, quite a few questions out there right now about that. I mean, everyone is wondering, I hate my job right now, but I feel bad quitting because so many people are can't work or getting laid off and are getting... So, you know, there's a lot of that right now. It's uh, the HR boards and forums and all that. Are, there's a lot of interesting questions that no one really has all the answers to. And and once we are through to the other side of this, yeah, there's been a lot of people have lost their jobs, a lot of people laid off, furloughed, etc. They're going to be hired again, whether they're hired from the same back to the same employer or a new employer. My my company, I've been taking the stance of, hey, I'm I'm been heavily involved in recruiting as I'm basically an HR uh, department of one right now, but I'm making so many phone calls now because I can actually capture people during the regular work hours now, and I'm using this. And uh, just in the last week or two, we've made several offers to oh, to nice. people. So uh, I, I'm sort of taking advantage of it, saying, you know, I'm going to do more towards recruiting and let some of the other things slide. As you know, uh, understaffed, I don't have enough uh, resources to do everything. But uh, sure. so I'm picking and choosing. And right now, I'm picking. This is sort of a prime time to be recruiting for those people that do want to make a change at this time, or maybe yeah. were were let go. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if the a lot of the furloughed workers and things are be like, well, this is hiring. Do I take a risk and take something new now, or do I try to wait it out and hope there's something when I return, or if I return? It's a yeah. Maybe it's a good time to start poaching. I have seen a lot of things about poaching right now. Oh, a lot of HR poachers out there. I would be one if I could find the right people. <laughs> so uh, you got a couple of they did what? Um, yeah, I have one. We can okay. uh, lighten the mood a little bit. I only have one. A lot of mine were a little more serious th- tonight, maybe. Uh-oh. But yeah, I have one. I have do have a They Did What that is not serious at all. It's, okay. It's, <laughs> it's a good one. Oh, no. Where are you? Well, um, well here, I'll switch ahead. I'm going to... Patrick, you have not seen this yet. I've been. I've talked to you about this on offline. I'm about to send you a text. I want you to cold read this and out loud and then give me... Your thoughts, how you would respond. Sounds good. Waiting on the text. It's been sent. I've been, I've been dying to share this with you and some other people, but I, I've only so far shared it with my wife and some people internal in my company, and it's. Uh, I'll, I'll give you their reaction, too. Okay. You want me to just read it verbatim? Read it verbatim. Warren, please see attached. Last year, I notified Mr. Anderson... That my pay stub for 1-18-2019, for week ending 1-11-2019, showed my vacation balance as 39.88152, and it should have been 39.88450, difference of 0.00298 that I lost. I, 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 I guess that this is... I'm sorry, Warren. <laughs> no, this is the reaction I wanted. <laughs> okay. This is the absolute um, reaction I wanted why I didn't forewarn you about this. Oh, God. There's more. I guess that this... I'm sorry. Let me start over. 
I guess that it was insignificant enough to disregard. Today's pay stub shows my balance at 55.4583, and it should be 55.46128. Difference of 0.00298 still. Accrual rate at 4.61538 per pay period. My PTO balance is reported correctly in time and expense as noted in the attached PowerPoint file. Thanks. So if you want to do the math... Uh, and see that 0.00298, that equals 10.7 seconds. He's done PowerPoints and Excel spreadsheets and emailed me for 10.7 seconds. So how, do they accrue, how many times a month do they accrue? They accrue bi-weekly, but see, the, and where the problem is not explained. I did reply, and I did not have a snarky attitude. I actually had to sit... Well, Let Warren, them. that's nine minutes a year that you're not giving him. No, this is a or year. Her. This is a year uh, that he's had the difference of zero zero point two nine eight. So, uh, but uh, our oh, time. Geez. So it's not even like every month he's missing that. It's just he's literally just missing that much. Ten point seven seconds over okay. here. But uh, our our timekeeping system and our payroll system they're separate. And I'm right. only imagining that the decimals either one has three decimal places one has two or something crazy like that that and i just replied i replied to him something effect of oh thank you for letting me know however this is is a rather insignificant amount it actually equates to 10.7 seconds and uh, at this time we're not going to take any action on this so <laughs> okay. i uh i i had to share this with some people so yeah. i shared it with but... my cao and my cao just she was waiting for me to say gotcha or something she was just looking at me waiting for me to to say something and i said no this is this is for real and then i i told her i calculated it out to be the 10.7 seconds and she's like really she goes well you just tell him he can take that anytime he wants matter of fact he can take uh, 21.4 seconds if he'd like <laughs> uh, that's uh, what you should have said him say hey well how about we'll count this phone call as you're getting paid to call me and, and complain about this. this email i mean really i you uh, know this is one of those prime examples if you're not in hr you don't you're not going to believe that these are the type of complaints that we get that someone did spreadsheets and a powerpoint thing to to show me that they were 10.7 seconds off from year to year. Uh, I feel like those that PowerPoint presentation, if you could like uh, take the names and stuff off, that would be that'd be fun material for the website. It, it really didn't have much Not content. Not that good? Uh, yeah, no, it really wasn't. Well, if you got the email with that, that might be kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah. No, that was, no, that was, that was the highlight of my day Friday. Yeah, thank you. That's the highlight of my night. <laughs> Uh, between the hours of nine and ten. Yeah, between the hours of nine and ten. Well, that was good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save my. That was too funny. I can't follow that with my funny. <laughs> so I'm gonna follow that with something else. Okay. And this is um just sticking the jaded hat back on. This is a question from the ask the ask HR man. You that that email messed me up. <laughs> I can barely talk as it is. This is from the ask HR subreddit, and this person is asking, is this a sign of a messy HR staff? Person was recently hired, and they are saying HR asked for copies of certifications, which I sent through email, i.e. digital copies. Got an offer and was asked to provide hard copies of the certifications that I've already sent through email. Now my question is, why the hard copies? Are the digital ones not enough? Frankly, I can't comprehend the nonsensical request from the person. Is this a norm for HR? Seems messy. Seems messy. 
You know, you, you sent a probably unofficial transcript or right. something or like a, that. Yeah. yeah, or a digital uh, scanned copy of their driver's license. Yeah. Yeah, we need the actual copy. A lot of things, they, they want a, a digital copy or, you know, something along those are a legit, not just a scan from your PDF. They want a, a good copy of it or they want to verify your information. You, ha- you say you have all these XYZ certificates, which makes you in the top 25 of your field or whatever. Uh, we want to, we want to see a it. Special the, unicorn. Yeah. We want to see that and uh, make sure that it is legit because uh, that's a standard business practice. I don't see it. Yeah. And that's what I, the, it, it was funny seeing in the thread, all the HR people saying, you know, some documents legally require a signature. Some are just required for internal policy, whether it is because technology limitations or just an old school mentality, but either way, a signed document does not satisfy, you know, a scanned document of a signed document does not satisfy legal requirements. And in, they ended up just calling this person like pissy and kind of basically saying to paraphrase, get over it. <laughs> you need to bring in the hard copies you need. Cause the person was complaining about having to do a couple extra that those 10 extra seconds of admin work he needed to do to dig out a hard copy of a certification. Right. So yeah, that's um, just a good, good jaded reason why we're jaded because just bring in what is asked of you. Don't, question why this awful old school cell phone footage of an expired certificate isn't good enough for us right right uh, which i've had to deal with we used to have to collect cpr and first aid certificates and things like that and had to have a you know physical copy that we can make copies of sometimes or in a rare instance you could take a signed copy for the types of um, the company would went through a lot of licensing and requirements so we had to show all that but we would get the old flip phone pictures of these mm-hmm. that you couldn't read anything on it. It's like, yeah, that's, that's not going to cut it. Yeah. I, you know, where I work now, sometimes we send, or every time we send out an offer letter, but sometimes the uh, uh, employee doesn't have a scanner handy. And I tell them, okay, fine. Just take a picture of it with your cell phone, just so I can say that we have it signed, but bring in the hard copy when you come in on your first day. And, right. uh, you know, I've only, I actually have had a little pushback on that once uh, because they didn't bring it the first day. Then it turns, well, I've already sent you a picture of it. I said, yeah, but I want the, you know, the actual copy of it to be put into your HR file and things like that. So, you know, I just, I, you know, people just want to make things more complex or more difficult than they need to be. Like, just re- read the email and do what it says and you'll be good to go. Absolutely. Well, you do a lot of uh, fun online research to find crazy questions. Uh, I I found one online. uh, It actually comes to us from uh, Suzanne Lucas. If you don't know her, she's the evil HR lady. Uh, I got turned on to her by uh, uh, my first manager where we worked together, uh, like in what that was at 2006, 2007, something. No, not, I don't even remember what you, 2011. I don't know. Whenever I started there. Uh, But either way, uh, she posted on her LinkedIn page, uh, and I'm just going to read this verbatim. A high, a fairly high-level employee has been working from home due to coronavirus and makes this request. He wants to be reimbursed for the cost of extra toilet paper because he's no longer using the facilities in the building. Hmm. You want extra money. I like that. It, it sort of reminds me of that, uh, uh, that meme, my boss is a jerk, so I poop at work or something like that. Have you seen that? I don't know. But, yeah, uh, we, yeah, that whole thing is getting getting paid to poop at work. <laughs> Here we go, finding a way to work poop we, into our podcast. It, we're, I think every episode thus far, we've we've drawn it in one way or the other. But uh, no, uh, I I just thought that that was a 
somebody actually having the audacity, especially if it's a fairly high level employee to ask that. But one of these, I like you'd like the replies, uh, somebody, uh, and they use their real name as uh, it's LinkedIn. So everybody uses their real name pretty much. But their reply is his argument is a wipeout. He needs to ply his trade elsewhere. Oh no, the puns, <laughs> the pun, the pun, the pun thread. Oh, I, I loved it. I loved it. So, oh man. Oh no. Good, good week. But it, you know, seeing these threads and see the questions you read from uh, Reddit and seeing this on LinkedIn and other things I see uh, just makes me think that you know we're not alone in our jadedness. There's a whole world out there that's ready to to be, become part of jaded HR. I agreed. Well, let's just keep with the kind of, not even dumb, just the employees out there that we deal with. So this is another question from Reddit, uh, from Reddit user Throwaway Numbers. And this is a person, he says he's in the U.S. applying for a professional job for the first time. So this is, I guess, a younger, maybe college graduate. He says, not to sound condescending, but why is interviewing with HR necessary? I kind of get the screening for basic qualifications to save managers time, but I don't get the behavior questions. How does that help to know someone to get to do a job? I read about typical questions that get asked with good answers. Couldn't I just use one of those answers? From what I've been told, I'm barely going to interact with them anyway. They don't know much about the job compared to the hiring manager and the team. So what do they offer? This is someone basically literally saying, what the hell does HR do? Why are they even involved? But again, the HR team coming to the rescue and, and just canning this guy. He said, good behavioral questions don't have canned responses because they're going to have a specific answers for each individual. Hiring HR interviews for a couple of reasons. They're the subject matter experts when it comes to interviewing, meaning that we're more likely to identify concerns beyond technical skills, often the stewards of development, culture, and organization, better equipped to answer non-role specific questions such as benefits, culture, et cetera, et cetera. Anything, anything else that you wanted to add to this? Um, well, it makes dum-dum more that... efficient use of the, uh, the subject matter experts' time. You know, if we can screen them out to save those people's time, I mean, that's part of recruiting. That's part of HR. Sometimes I'll even get somebody that I think is a question mark, and I'll sit there and I'll tell the hiring manager, say, look, I screened this person. I think this, 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 but you also need to know X, Y, Z that, you know, uh, maybe they have a personality trait issue that uh, (laughs) uh, doesn't, you know, that might become a problem or didn't come across professionally or something along those lines that uh, the the HR manager or the hiring manager might want to make use of. But no, those behavioral uh, questions. I mean, those are those are key. How how would you handle a given situation? You know, yeah. that's that's important. And this sounds like a young person too that maybe doesn't understand. Maybe they haven't been on a whole lot of interviews. But I think there's so many companies nowadays that are you have to go through three or four interviews with different people to get. A position and it's because you're not only interviewing for yeah i can technically do this job it's are you a good fit for the organization one time i actually did a asynchronous video interview uh with a company and what it is is you sit up you have to use their system and have a webcam they give you a question they give you like two minutes to think about it and then they give you a period of time to answer that question and I did one of those too uh i i thought it was really really cool uh, yeah. Because the uh, you know the recruiter or whoever reads it can go through and zip through to uh, find out the information. I I just thought I thought that was an incredible incredible tool. And uh, uh, now with the advancement of AI, I think that you know in, because it's been 
quite some time since I did that interview, but uh, with the advancements in AI, I think you can see a lot more things like that where they give you a, a, a question, a scenario, and you are to respond and uh, they record your question. And it was great. They gave you a minute or two to think about it and they give you a, a set period of time to fit your response within. And uh, You could do like it. one or two retries, I think. Yeah, I, I don't remember that, but I'm sure you probably did have a, a retry. I think actually it gave you a practice at first. Yeah. Uh, question at first but i thought that was a awesome uh, awesome screening setup yeah we don't want ai to involve because we we still want to have real jobs. person jobs yeah. <laughs> we want to have jobs we have hrs systems and ai we don't really need you guys anymore uh no no well, well i think hr is one of those positions that yes through technology and through uh other things we can become more efficient but i don't think there's a, a point where AI is going to be able to take an HR job uh, yeah. uh, uh, in certain instances, especially employee relations. They're dealing with so much subjective matter all the time that, uh, you know, a computer just, they don't work well in the subjective areas. We're going to get to the point, though, where AI is going to be able to just grow a new human to replace that person. So it'll just be a lot easier. There'll be no employee relations. Hey, we don't like you. You're gone. Next. <laughs> they produce the next. Person. Pretty much. Yes. Well, that is all that I had on my topic list for today. How about you? I have. I'll, we'll finish this off with a they did what, and then maybe okay. we'll get your best practice after okay. we tell the people what they need to do. So here's my they did what. Okay. Uh, so this employee was terminated from the job because they decided to siphon gasoline out of his boss's car. Okay. With an electric vacuum. Oh. Which ignited the gas. Yeah. And burned the car to the ground. And they were terminated, you mentioned. Oh, yes. And don't, don't even say that their question was, did I deserve to get fired? No, this was someone telling a story. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I just needed gas, man. I just needed to get yeah. home. Oh, using a... Oh, yeah, that, that, that is a lot of... Uh, it doesn't sound like a shop vac either. It sounded like a literal electric vac. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's crazy. What would, what would make someone think about that, doing something like that? Who knows? Who knows? So, Warren, what do we want the, the people to do out there? Well, what we want you to do is subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player, uh, whether it's Apple or Spotify or Google. Uh, there's so many out there. I can't name them all, but we are on them all. So subscribe to those. Uh, also, leave reviews. Some Many of these uh, podcasts, like Apple, allow you to leave a review. Read it. Leave it. Leave that review. We will respond to it if it's one star, if it's five star. But also, like we mentioned earlier, we want to get your thoughts, your stories, uh, you know, some crazy stories and experiences you have, the dumb questions you get asked. So send those to us via email at feedback at jadedhr.com. Uh, or if you have some just deep questions that you need our experts to answer, we'll be able to give you the best advice you can ever get that you'll never Absolutely. pay for. Absolutely. So, Warren, you have a best practice for us tonight? I do. So... Our best practice this week is to uh, practice employment Darwinism and call your employment herd of its le weakest links on a regular basis. All right. So culling, like, giving them all the ones you don't like, throw them in a room with a few, like, random weapons? Oh, oh, okay. Uh, no, Just I, adding on to your best practice. Oh, yes. We can, we can try something like that, a survival of the fittest. Yeah, uh, make them make them. Uh, okay, you you won your you won your job back. Uh, Hunger Games, HR Games. Nice. There we go. <laughs> HR Games. 
Yep. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you to the Underscore Orchestra for the use of their song Devil with the Devil that we've been using as our theme song. Awesome. And this has been another episode of Jaded HR. Thank you so much for listening. I am Patrick Consilis. And I'm Warren Workman. And we're still thinking of something to say right here. So I'm going to say slap your CEO right on the butt. What about if you can't strangle them, mock them? If you can't strangle them, throat punch them. <laughs>